Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I will discuss the Super Bowl and the Chiefs offseason needs. Joe, thoughts on Super Bowl 56 and and how the Chiefs might have done, because we were kind of texting back and forth about this, how they might have done if they had made it to Super Bowl 56. Well, Jeff, I mean, look, it's 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 easy to say, you know, in hindsight and all that stuff. Um I, I got to be honest, and I'm not just being a Chiefs homer. I, I really, truly believe the Chiefs win that Super Bowl if they're in it. I, I And I say that with all you know due respect to what the Rams did, to the Bengals getting there. The Chiefs play like they did in the first half against the Bengals um, in both halves of that Super Bowl, and I think they beat either team. And well, obviously, they would have been playing the, the, the Rams and not the Bengals because they already played them, but like – I think they, I think they win that Super Bowl. I really do. I don't, I don't, I don't think the Rams showed me enough, um, and let the by letting the Bengals hang around that game, um, especially for you know in the first half. And really, I mean, it wasn't even like a tale of two halves. I mean, the Bengals had every opportunity to win that game when they had that, they scored that touchdown, and then they got that pick. I was like, man, this this is going to be the upset. Here it comes, and you know they just couldn't hold on. I think they. The Rams made a, some very good adjustments with Aaron Donald, and I think they they really put him in the best place for him to succeed. Because I was watching the whole my my job in that first half was to see how the Bengals protected Burrow and what mm-hmm. they did to, to to block, you know, Von Miller and Donald. And I'm telling you, I I was not really worried about Von Miller. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I was not worried about him. And I think the Bengals did a good job with him. And I think they did a great job of turning the protection to Donald and getting more guys on him to chip them and getting the guards comboing. But when they started covering the center and then putting Donald on the guard and then having the defensive end out on the tackle changed the game for them. That's from a defensive front. Joe, that's because, great. That that's something that I know I didn't notice. And I, I bet a lot of our listeners did that. Great yeah. I mean, there was, there. there was one play Jeff where Aaron Donald just walked the right guard back into Burroughs lap because he had no help, right? Because the center was covered and they moved, they shot the, they shot the, uh, the nose guard to the gap towards Donald. So even the left guard couldn't bang the center off of the nose guard to then help the guard with Donald. And he just walked the guard back into Burrow's back pocket. And, you know, once they started moving him around in that manner and not la- allowing the double teams to happen, he was dominating one-on-one. I mean, you saw the, the last play of, of basically of the game. Really the last pl- two plays, you know, the, the, yeah. he, he helped stuff the run to P Ryan. And, and then obviously that, that near sack uh, of Burrow, Joe, uh, so a couple points of this and some takeaways I, I agree that, you know, first of all, I, I thought all season long, the Chiefs uh, were the best, the most talented team, I should say. Of and course, really, on paper. They, they, they can beat anyone, as my Uncle David, who is an avid listener, um, who wanted to know why our, our pod was up so late. But uh, so anyhow, he, he likes to say <laughs> there's one team that can beat the Chiefs, and that's the Chiefs. They, they beat them. So, and that is crazy. And that's really what happened in the Bengals yeah. game. The offense 
really poorly executed. Um, so yeah, I, I think you can make that case too, but you know, it's, it's, it's whether the chiefs would beat them themselves in super bowl 56. And, yeah. And, well, yeah. I mean, Jeff, not to, sorry to interrupt you, but like, I mean, why people, people were like, why are you so down on the Bengals winning, you know, beating the Rams? Uh-huh. And I, I just, I felt like the Bengals did not beat the chiefs. The chiefs lost that game. Right. Like, right. That, and, and I think you and I talked about it. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times over the last three or four weeks. After you know, after the after the the Chiefs uh, Bengals AFC Championship game, is that the, the Bengals didn't win that game? The Chiefs lost it, and that's why I was kind of gung ho on the Rams, and I thought the Rams would smother them. But you know, the Rams didn't seem like they were going to do anything. I mean, we knew the the Rams offense wasn't like super spectacular, and and we knew they had a really really solid defense, and that was what was going to win them the game. And until they got that clicking. You know, Matt Stafford did a good job of managing the game. He didn't do a whole lot to lose. The ref boy, did they let them play? Holy <laughs> until cow! The last, until the la- until the end of the fourth quarter, but uh, well, because I think it was a makeup call. I mean, that was a total makeup call on the uh, you know the face mask interference yeah. that yeah. that you know I I really believe that was a makeup call. Two two really egregious uh, calls, really. The, obviously, missing the the face mask on the long touchdown. The T Higgins, and then then what we're referring to the hold on Logan Wilson uh, yeah. toward the end, which um, on Cooper Cup, which looked very dubious. Joe, two points I have though. Yeah, you know the, the Rams offense, they didn't look great, but I, I also want to point out that I think you know since we're talking kind of in this vacuum, the Chiefs play the Rams. The Chiefs, or excuse me, the Rams offense was humming along a little bit more. Before that Beckham injury, that changed the game a lot. Oh, good you take, point. You, you take him out. Higby's already out. Uh, Robert Woods, who's really good, um, who is on my wife's fantasy team. I'm just throwing out all family <laughs> members here. And then um, Blanton, the backup to, to Higby, went out. So I, I think a, a, a healthy, yeah. more healthy receiving core that that would have been that would have been a fun game, Rams Chiefs. And then the other thing I want to talk about. This you, you did a great job talking about how they moved Aaron Donald around. I I left kind of disappointed in the Chiefs in the sense that this is what we thought would happen to the Bengals' offensive line: seven sacks on Burrow, a very good Rams defense. Yeah. You know the Rams have a better pass rush than the Chiefs. That's that's their kind of bread yeah. and butter. The Rams, but geez, the Chiefs. We we talked so much about the offense not executing in the second half against the Bengals, but the defense really like. Why couldn't they move Chris Jones around like they did Aaron, Aaron Donald? And what? Why couldn't they get more sacks on 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 Jerry Burrow? I, I kept thinking about that. I it, it was it was it baffled me, baffled me, Jeff, as I was watching this relatively decent Bengals, you know, uh, our Rams, you know, defense. I mean, they're not super high ranked in a lot of ways. I mean, they just, you know, I, I, you're absolutely right. There's no reason why we the chief should not have gotten more to burrow and, and really distracted him because they, the way that, you know, they did a great job. The Rams did a great job of really distracting burrow and disrupting, disrupting burrow the way they needed to disrupt him. Cause he's not, he does not get Well, again, back backtrack. That's another reason why I wasn't super worried about Von Miller, because I know that burrow doesn't get distracted by the rushers coming around the edge. It's just not, it doesn't bother him. You know, he, he knows how to step up and, for him, and he doesn't take deep drops. He was getting rid of the ball relatively fast in the first half. Where they were going to need to disrupt Joe Burrow was in the middle of the pocket, just like any quarterback. I mean, yeah. 
Tom Brady doesn't like it. He hated when, you know, when you got in his face. Um, that was any always the way to beat Brady. Absolutely. Pressure right in his face. So, you know, I was uh, yeah disappointed looking back in retrospect on, on what the Chiefs couldn't do defensively against the Bengals. And, and that like that hurt. Right. Because. But but I gotta I gotta say, Jeff, I didn't even think about that. You make a great point that losing Beckham took a big momentum swing out of of the Rams, and that took a big piece of their playbook out, you know. Yeah. And 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 it really, uh, I, I mean, look, it was a very methodical Super Bowl. It wasn't like the Bills Chiefs game, of course. You know, it was I, I knew and I knew it was going to be. Uh-huh. I knew it was. I mean, I kind of called that one. Right. To pat myself on the back. I said it was going to be a methodical. <laughs> game where you know the the rams were going to score one time per quarter and you know i thought you know my i think my prediction was 28 17 so i wasn't like i was way off on the score because i knew it wasn't going to be a super high scoring yeah. game i knew it wasn't going to i knew it wasn't going to be a 38 to 31 type game i just had a feeling about it um and and i thought it was a very methodical mechanical game and you know you know, obviously not a whole lot of penalties to slow it down. It went pretty quickly. And, and, you know, I thought, and listen, you know, taking a little bit of a side from just the game uh, itself, I, I thought I'd give, I'd give the whole experience, uh, you know, an A minus. I, I, I really would. I thought um, all the pregame stuff was good. Um, I thought the halftime show was very entertaining, you know, brought back the whole, you know, nineties and early two thousands kind of hip hop stuff. And, you know, very California, you know, with all the West Coast kind of Dr. Dre and Snoop and, you know, kind of the West Coast kind of music scene. I uh, love the set. I thought that was really good. Um, you know, I thought the game coverage was good. Yeah, I just thought it was really, you know, the commercials were good. I thought the commercials were really, really good this year. And so I, I really I give the, I give it a I give it an A, you know, an A, A minus for overall experience, because I've, you know, I've watched some Super Bowls that were you know, B minuses, C pluses, you know, where the game's just a snoozer and commercials stink and, you know, the halftime show's kind of, you know, not that great. So I, I, I give it to the NFL for putting together a really nice package this year uh, for the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe a lot of it had to do with it being in LA and kind of the, the uh, entertainment epicenter of the world. Agreed, Joe. Yeah, I, I really thought it was all around a, a good Super Bowl. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, We'll talk more and more chief centric, uh, talk about some off season needs and, and where we, what we think the Chiefs should do to uh, for the roster. But first football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player for performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage, which is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, before we get to the Chiefs' uh, needs, um, uh, one last note on the, on the Super Bowl. I'm glad you mentioned the Super Bowl ads. That, that was something fun to talk about. One of my favorite ads, the NFL ad was really cool with the, the playing yeah. the video games and those guys. And how about Andy Reid wearing his 
uh, Tommy Bahama shirt lounging in a in a, in, a, in a raft in the pool. That was very. I, I was like laughing out loud. Really good one. Um, you know, obviously Peyton Manning was all over the place and a bunch of different commercials. Uh, I love, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. So I love the Larry, Larry David, David one yeah, where he same. was, you know, making, making the mistakes through history. And then, you know, obviously get into the cryptocurrency thing. Uh, I love that one. Um, you know, I like the one that was on actually before the Super Bowl and uh, where they were like, um, Joe Montana was up in the, the San Francisco 49ers fort and like Troy Aikman comes in. I thought cool. that, I thought that was a really good one. I ha- I couldn't not think of Terry Tate, the office linebacker when that, when the Hellman's mayonnaise commercial. Jared with, Mayo. Uh, with, that was great. With, with Mayo. You know, I, I almost kind of- wonder if that, you know, I saw that that ad didn't register super high and I almost wonder if it's just people like I nerded out. Oh, Jared Mayo in a Mayo ad. That's so I wonder if that like the, the, the average football or the, excuse me, the average just, Super Bowl viewer didn't pick up on, on that connection that his name really is Mayo, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it just made me think about, uh, you know, Terry Tate and the office yeah. linebacker and the old mm-hmm. Reebok guys, but yeah, I thought the commercials were good. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was a good experience. I, I, you know, yeah, I know people have their, they have, some of them have their issues with Chris Collinsworth and people, if you ask anybody in Philadelphia, he was when, when the Eagles beat the, the, the Patriots in that game, uh, he boy was he really all over Tom Brady and like I'm telling you <laughs> he was not he did not win a lot of fans in Philadelphia so it still leaves a bitter taste in people's mouths about the way that he was just uh, all over Tom Brady and and then and then the Eagles go ahead and win that game but you know they, I think he and Al Michaels are a good crew looking at it totally objective um, taking away you know whether you're a fan or not of, of Chris Collinsworth I think Al Michaels always brings a level of professionalism so yeah I was really 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 happy with with how everything everything went with the Super Bowl it just would have been so so good to see the Chiefs there I just it just the Rams and the Chiefs seeing the red versus that you know baby blue of the Rams and going back and thinking the you know the old I-70 battles and the Governor's Cup you know whenever the Rams would play the Chiefs in preseason we used to have a a governor's cup and uh when they were in st louis so it just would have been it would have been nice i think that would have been a they good have, they of role. course had uh, in during Mahomes' first year started the classic 54 51 one of the best regular season games i think we've seen so you know unfortunately maybe next year we'll get chiefs rams in the super bowl the joe valerio bowl but with with the super bowl of this past season now wrapped up we now know for sure the chiefs have the 30th overall pick in the first round um, and I, I'm sure Brett Veach is always aggressive in the offseason with trades and free agency. Joe, what what are the needs that you think the Chiefs that, that should really target here? Well, definitely not offensive line. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't think I would not imagine that the Chiefs would take a, a lineman, you know, higher than the third or fourth round at this point. I just think I just think they're really solid there right now, depending on obviously what some of the, you know, some of the, some of the guys they look at for the off season, but I really don't think, and, and that's something I know the Bengals are going to look at. And if, if I'm the Bengals general manager, the first call I would have made after that game was I'm calling Brett Beach and saying, how the heck did you build that offensive line? Because, you know, that's two Super Bowls in a row where I think, and I hate to pin it on one position group, Jeff, because no, no one group loses a game. But I'll tell you, that's two Super Bowls in a row where the offensive line had more than their share in the loss in the Super Bowl. Um, and and so I think I don't think the Chiefs are gonna are gonna be going at the O line real high, Jeff. I really call me old fashioned, but 
and I do love Clyde, uh, and I love what they did with the stable of backs and rotating the guys through this year. I would just love to see someone like a Derrick Henry, I, even if it was a somebody who was 80% of a Derrick Henry, right, you right. know? A, a back that like I think back to the to the to the Bengals game and 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 you know down on the goal line at the end of the half and just handing that ball off three times to a guy that's just gonna plow into the end zone um I, I just you know like I said call me old-fashioned bringing back my old line roots but I would love to see a bruising back that is fast and that they could really really focus in on as much as I do love Clyde and he has a real dimension that's a position I would love to see them do something with to really get that offense humming. I mean, yeah, you know, I was surprised. I, I, I agree that that would improve the offense. I was kind of surprised you had mentioned that in a previous pod and you, but you were so high on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I was kind of surprised that you saw that as such a pressing need. Cause that, that is, if they sign somebody, draft somebody early, that is a lot of capital invested in the running back position after spending the Chiefs don't have many first-round picks. They've traded away most of them uh, after yeah. drafting CH in the first round. Yeah, it's going to be interesting and see. I mean, obviously, it always comes down to what happens with the free agents, right? I mean, we'll we'll start learning what we got a, one month to go, right? March sixteenth, I think, is the opening quote opening day of the NFL season, right? Um, so we've got we've got a month to see what happens and and to see what happens. Oh, uh, Jeff, how about the you know we didn't even mention another Quaker making his way to the Kansas City Chiefs after what I left in 1996 you know with the Chiefs signing Justin Watson uh, from Tampa Bay a wide receiver who was drafted in the uh, fourth round uh, for the Bucks out of the University of Pennsylvania so another Quaker on their way so Vahe Gregorian if you're listening you'll be happy <laughs> and we'll have to talk about that uh, triumvirate of now three Quaker involved uh, involvement uh, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs but you know I think obviously to see what happens with um, you know, what happens in the, in the defensive backfield, that could be, there's going to be a lot of movement there. I think linebacker seems pretty solid. I, I, I was really happy with Bolton and gay. And, you know, I think, I think they've got a lot to, to do there, the defensive line. Um, I mean, there was a lot of rumors about Jaron Reed to see what happens. And I think there was some mis miscommunications on Twitter, things like mm -hmm. that uh, about him, like kind of giving his goodbyes or something. People were like, what? you know, he's only been here a year and, you know, I don't know what the truth is to that, so we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. Um, but if it were me, if I if I could paint the picture, I would go running back, big, strong, running back who you can give the ball 22, 20 times a game and who's going to just pound out some yardage. Um, you know, I'm saying I'm looking at, you know, that go back. Let's go back to the Priest Holmes, Kareem Hunt type, you know, that's going to just be a workhorse. Again, love Clyde, love what he does, love what he adds, dimension he adds to the game. But I think a bruising running back uh, who's got some speed. And then, uh, I, you know, I think they're going to have to, you're going to have, they're going to have to do something in the defensive backfield, I think, because they're going to lose somebody. Totally. Uh, you know, when you said go, going back to the, the cream, I, when you used the phrase going back, I really thought we were going to get a Christian Okoye, Barry, Barry Ward reference. Yeah, like, I know. Maybe not back. that big, Jeff. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not tailbacks that are that big. I don't, there's not many 265 pound tailbacks out there anymore who, when you play tech mobile, you can just run around the field and run over every single guy. <laughs> Those are those guys are unicorns. I mean, Christian Okoye was a unicorn. I don't know if we'll ever see another physical span. Barry wasn't much smaller. I mean, Barry was a good 245, 250 pounds. 
you know, uh, we're, we're, you're not going to see those. Remember those big shoulder pads? My God. <laughs> oh, I like, love you just, was, you're yeah. just not gonna, you're yeah. not going to see that anymore. You know, I think, I think now, you know, we're, 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 you know, the biggest you're going to see is like the Derrick Henry types. Those just stud 235 pound, you know, 240 pounders. To you, to your point about uh, the Bengals making to two of your points, actually the Jaron Reed thing. Yeah. R- remember that, you know, that he, he was, he is a free agent now. He was on a one-year deal. So he, very possible he might be elsewhere, but this happens a lot on social media. Tyron Matthew kind of said goodbye. We don't know if he's gone. Um, you know, Chris Jones, before he, he re-upped yeah. with his big extension, kind of made it, he was, uh, you know, messaging Le'Veon Bell and making it sound like he was going to hold out. So just, you know, Chiefs fans, you know, uh, just pause there. You don't, you don't know what happens. And, you know, you said the Bengals were going to call Red Beach. Jeez, you know, if I'm the Bengals, I think they've got they've got a decent amount of cap space. They you know Burrows on his rookie deal, Chase is on his rookie deal. I I don't think this is going to happen. I think the Chiefs re-sign him. If I'm the Bengals, I I try for Orlando Brown. That's that's what I do first thing is trying to yeah. get at him. And there's there's some other offensive linemen available. Taron Armstead uh, is one of them. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a, a very interesting offseason. We're going to talk more about that, but first. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you the peace of mind while you're online. And while with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, Joe, back to the off-season needs of the Chiefs. I uh, agree with you, um, uh, especially when you're talking about defensive line. I mean, I think we saw that pass rush is really going to be something that needs to be improved. Uh, We don't know if Melvin Ingram will will be back. We don't know if Frank Clark will be back. He's due a lot of money, but his, his contract is set up with there's a little bit of an out. Um, two other positions I want to talk about. One is, is there's a, a lot of interesting receivers available, a Juju Smith-Schuster. There's talks yes. of trading for Calvin Ridley, and I do think that the Chiefs really, um, as good as By- Byron Pringle looked, and he's a free agent too. So they, I really think they need another target, really maybe like more of a good possession guy so that when teams are playing these um, – you know, deep shell coverages to help the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Um, and, and then the other position group, you mentioned that the secondary, so much, um, yeah, a lot of uncertainty there. Charveris Ward uh, is a free agent. We mentioned Tyron Matthew. Uh, I know he's been a little bit of a whipping boy, but Daniel Sorensen is a free agent too. That's still, you know, a guy who played a lot of snaps. And I, you know, I think whether or not Matthew – Resigns. I could really see, you know, I think safety is, is a big position, mm-hmm. maybe in the draft to just get, get some youth there. Thornhill has been okay, but I think they could upgrade there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Tyran's the biggest, obviously he right. is trip. Yeah. He is triple 
the next guy from, you know, kind of that cap value percent, uh, you know, dollars, right. I mean, I think, what are they saying? It's like 14 million mm-hmm. Matthew is against the cap. I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy who's, you know, almost 30, um, you know, at a position that's a youthful position, you know, I mean, do, do you, do you give up the, do you give up his experience and his leadership? I and mean, we all saw that, you know, when he was out of that bills game, I, I mean, I predicted, not predicted, I calculated, very, you know, not obviously no math or formula behind it, but I, I think him being out of that Bills game cost the Chiefs like anywhere from seven to ten points. Yeah, you know, so I mean, God, can you afford to, to? Can you afford to not have a guy like that if you're trying to continue to build on, you know, a team that's already been to the AFC Championship four times? I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially if they don't keep Ward at cornerback, right? Um, and you know, I, you know, Sorensen's gone and then so you've lost another I know like you said he hasn't been a fan favorite but he's still some experience back he, there he's still uh, a guy that played a lot of snap like you still need somebody you know to, if yeah you exactly so you know wh- whatever happens with those two I, I, it's going to be it, this defense I mean obviously defense when you look at the top dollars at least in free agency Matthew Reed at, at five and a half million and then Ingram at four million Traverius at 3.3 million you know then and then Remmers but I just I really don't think they, they got by without Remmers this year and I just don't think they're gonna you know for a guy who's gonna be 33 34 years old I just I don't see Mike coming back with especially with the injury history um, you know he's the only other big priced offensive guy because then next after that it's Mike Hughes it's Daniel Sorensen, right? And then, of course, then you have Pringle. And that's when, and this is when the offensive guys start hitting, mm-hmm. you know, the cap dollars that are free agents. So, yeah, it's going to be, whew, it's going to be really interesting. I think one of the big interesting things is, is what are they going to do with some of the backup linemen? I mean, you know, I mean, they, sile, they signed, Kyle Long was obviously a wash this year, right? You can't really count this year. He was, he was on the PUP list most of the year. Uh, but Austin Blythe was a guy that, you know, they kind of brought in as a security blanket to Creed Humphrey. Speaking I mean, of the Rams, you know, we've done a lot of Rams talk, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Austin was, yeah. God, he's a full-time starter. And, you know, they, I think I think everybody predicted, pre, you know, like before the season that, you know, were they really going to let a Creed Humphrey start in a season like this as a center? You know, because even Tim Grunhardt didn't start the first right. couple of games, you know, in Kansas City, you know, and, and maybe that's what, but Austin Black, God, I don't even know if he saw the field this year other than you know maybe a couple of snaps here and there and cleanup time i don't even know if he really played at all so yeah it's god cheese fans you know buckle up because it's going to be an interesting offseason but you know what one thing andy and brett are going to do they're going to find the holes and they're going to fill them i mean i that's one thing that this team is you don't get the four afc championship games in an era like this in the nfl with parity with you know uh, uh, you know, with the, with the free agency that goes around and around and the dollars, like you don't go to four AFC champions. It's not like the old bills back right. in the, in the eighties and nineties when I was playing, like where, you know, you could get a, keep a team together and go to the super bowl. Like they did four times. It just doesn't happen, Jeff, you know? And that's one thing that this chiefs organization does and will do is find the right people. And so, you know, I just hope chiefs, chiefs fans, you know, keep the faith that they're going to find the right spots and keep the right people based on their talent acquisition. And the chiefs are so aggressive and often just, I, I preach patience to chiefs fans because a lot of times it looks, so you look at the last couple off seasons, uh, the chiefs 
they they don't resign uh, or they get rid of Justin Houston. They trade away D Ford, and I'm thinking, what are they doing? This defense was not good. Any was not good. They needed, and they're getting rid of some of their best players. Well, you know, uh, Brett Veach had a plan to, to to bring in Frank Clark and to bring in Tyron Matthew, trying to get the cap space to do that. And then the next offseason, I'm like, you know, they get rid of, they release both Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher to a line that that struggled already on the on the offense in in the Super Bowl and. Um, Brett Veach had a plan once again that he was targeting Orlando Brown and was trying to get assets and money for that. So I'm sure he's got some sort of plan. Uh, Joe, so if you had one position group, is it is it then running back? You're, you think it's, the, it's kind of the number one need? For me, to, for this team to take its offense to the next level, you know, I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that, Jeff. And I, I know a lot of dominoes are going to start falling. That's going to change that draft, right? Or, or, or their free agent uh, look, right? The way that the that Brett Beach approaches free agency come March 16th. But like, I just, I just for me, there's something in my gut that's telling me that this offense with the right running back, a patient four and a half yard average carry back who can pound it in inside the red zone for me I look back to all the teams that you know have won Super Bowls and you know historically uh you know 49ers the Cowboys you know those historic the Bills with Thurman you know Thurman Thomas and 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 Emmett Smith and Roger Craig with Joe Montana during those dynasty years like there's just something about having a running back like that 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 sets a def- or an offense apart and puts defenses on their heels. So I'm going to be partial to offense because I, you know, I'm an offensive guy. But like, I just feel like to me that would be teams would be really scared to play us if we had a back like that, even how, something close to like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you right? What? How do you stop the Chiefs then? I yeah. I'm still. I think that is a need. I'm still going um, defensive. Defensive. And edge rusher, um, defensive back, and wide receiver is my is my top needs. But you you make a compelling case for sure. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.